Mmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I left a ring on my desk. Look at that. Well, hi, everyone. Welcome back to the show. Uh, I'm drinking some Rishi, some Rishi mushroom, mushroom drink. This is my, ni- my nighttime routines now is some Rishi mushroom drink hmm. with a little bit of honey. I posted a link in the show notes about honey and sleep. I've been I've been having like a tablespoon of honey right before bed, and I found that that helps me sleep sleep a lot better, get a better quality of sleep. Anyways, back to the show. Thank you for being here. Welcome back to the show. Um, I have some announcements to make next week. Uh, if you're listening to this this week, um, next week April seventeenth, the show is going to be live. Me and Tony Vicinda of the Threshold Podcast are going to do a live show April 17th in Oak Cliff, Dallas, 7 p.m. at Small Brew Pub. The Small Brew Pub, um, Jefferson Boulevard in Oak Cliff, Dallas. It's going to be a live show about transitions. That's a theme of the show. Mm. And yeah, come out. It's going to be free. There's going to be... Drinks, beverages, adult beverages. Maybe I'll bring my Rishi. Um, yeah, so you can check that out, I think, on Facebook or somewhere else. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll put a link somewhere. Uh, again, I want to thank supporters of the show. Um, Steve Bush, Katie Kuhar, uh, Tim Glemkowski. And you can also support the show. I try to keep the show ad-free. Um, you know, I just kind of put some affiliate links in, some Amazon links. Um and I'm going to tell you about another kind of affiliate link for some, you know, just different products that I believe in. Um, so that's ways you can support the show so I don't have to, like, get paid sponsor ads because, I, I don't know, I'd like to stay away from that. Uh, but so you, anyways, you can support the show at patreon.com slash the show and you can see guests that are coming up and submit questions um, and a bunch of other, like, content like that or, or behind the scenes stuff. You can become part of the show. Um, there's one level of support that if you, you know, if you pay the one level, I forget what level it is, but, uh, I'll interview you. You'll have your own episode. I'll interview you on the show. So while supplies last, um, the next thing I want to talk to you about is something I came across, which, um, I have been using this, um, this brand for a really long time for Sigmatic, for Sigmatic.com. It's a company Um, I think, wait, where is it based in Finland or Sweden? One of those Norwegian countries, but, um, I've been using lion's mane almost daily for a long time now. Um, I first got onto lion's mane as a mushroom that supports, um, neurogenesis in the brain that supports healthy brain nerves. Uh, I could, it, um, there's some studies that show that it helped, um, offset Alzheimer's in some patients, and it's just a protective kind of brain hug. Um, but also I found um, when I completely cut coffee out of my diet a while back, um, supplementing lion's mane helped with focus and attention and give me a little bit of that pep, that, you know, that caffeine pep without the crash or without that kind of jittery caffeine. So lion's mane is something I highly recommend. Four Sigmatic has these little packets that you can get. Um, also though, I just recently started drinking Rishi and Rishi is another mushroom uh, and they have a special blend Rishi. And I think it has some other things like rose 
hips or waists or rose legs, rose, the rose, um, yeah, the, 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 some type of blend stuff in it. I think it has like peppermint. Let me see if there's some peppermint in here. Mm. Yeah, I think there's a little bit of peppermint in there. Um, but you know, I've been recommending this, um, company for a long time and just found out that I can, I can, um, have like a special coupon code so you can shop at foursigmatic.com. This is a product I use all the time and highly recommend. I tell people all the time about Lion's Mane. I got a bunch of my coworkers on it. Um, but you use the, use the coupon code Holy Shroom. There's a link in the show notes. Uh, if you use the code Holy Shroom, I think you get 10% off. Um, and you support the show. So it's a win-win. Anyways, enough of all that. Enough of all those announcements. I want to go watch The Office with my wife. Um, cause we've been doing that the last couple of days just at night. We just like, you know, watch like one or two. They're like potato chips, man. Anyways. Um, oh, uh, today's episode, Daniel Glaze, D Glaze from, from, uh, that Catholic couple, man, I need to go to sleep from that Catholic couple. Um, we talk about all sorts of stuff. Uh, we talk about, man, we, we talk about Catholic Twitter, what does that mean? Catholic YouTube, like, what does it mean to put Catholic in front of things? Uh, which is a weird, just a weird thing in general. We talk about the internet, YouTube, creating, making stuff, uh, and, and Daniel's new um, kind of initiatives, business ventures. Anyways, it's a fun, fun episode. We talk about Adderall. We talk about ADD. We talk about um, drugs. So hope you like the show. Um, and again, I want to say, if you like the show, you want to, if you want to comment, uh, how about this? If you want to comment about a past guests, um, like, like what we talked about, you can leave a voicemail and we will play it on the show. 817-527-1423. You can leave a short voicemail and you can say hi or tell me that you're listening to the show. Encourage this thing to keep going so I don't stop it. Or, um, yeah, um, next week we have an amazing episode that I already recorded with Dr. Gregory Botaro. Botaro I, I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, Botaro, about Catholic mindfulness. So look out for that. That'll drop next week. Anyways, enjoy this show. I think you'll like it. This conversation was uh, really fun. Daniel Glaze is, is always a treat to have on. He's welcome back anytime. So here we go. Let's let's hear it. You staying home tonight? I hadn't planned on it, no. Plan on it. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Yes deal oh it feels um, good when it works it feels exactly, so right? good when it works deal okay i'm officially i'll record starting now okay how you doing good so do you want to know the quick news yeah what happened what happened so we found out that we got a <gasps> job that anna uh applied for that's exciting we're, yeah we're moving to houston next month wow dude congrats yeah thank you she's working for a door Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah, She's doing, she's their new administrative assistant. So, wow. um, It would have, 
It would. I love how you said she got a job that she applied for. It would have been weird if she got a job that she did not apply for. <laughs> very true. That's a very good. Um, I, I should. I should stop being so damn redundant. <laughs> well, that's really exciting, man. <laughs> so you guys are moving to Houston. She's going to be an administrative assistant, and you're going to vlog the whole thing. Basically, yeah. Okay. That's that's something I kind of hope we talk about today. Is is Donut Shop Media? That's our online video agency that we're going to be launching soon. What? Yeah. So, yeah, no, let's just talk about it now. I was going to say, let, so I don't know if you're recording. Don't, Always. don't put that part, the first part of the, of my, of us moving to Houston yet. Okay. Cause I would imagine that this is going to go out soon knowing your, your next, turnaround. Yeah. Next Tuesday, probably. Okay, cool. Oh, okay. That's actually, that might be, that might be fairly good. Okay. Uh, because, uh, we haven't told anyone, uh, everybody yet. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, so other than that, I mean, anything else is free game. So tell me about Donut shop. So you, so for people who don't know you, for the two people that don't know you, you're, you're a YouTube oh, sensation. I'm not that famous. <laughs> <laughs> you're a YouTube sensation. So you, you've been doing, you've been trying to do the YouTube full time thing. Um, yes. and you're, you're now adding on a media, what, 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 a media, what did you call it? An online video agency. So we were going to go with digital media agency, but uh-huh. for some reason that just didn't like for, for the proper niching down, that just didn't seem like exactly what we were yeah. because like on was like, well, we're going to do social media for people too. I was like, we can, but that's not our, our niche. That's not yeah. like specifically what we're doing. So we decided that online video is a much more precise representation of what, of what we're doing. Okay. That's cool. Okay. So tell me more. What, what, what made you guys start thinking about doing that? So our entire mission is to bridge the understanding of YouTube and the Catholic church, mm-hmm. right? That's, that's the whole thing is that, yeah, there's the whole old school trope or the, it's still around actually of, you know, um, the, the church used to be leading in the arts and, and now we don't. And I really love the whole new Renaissance that the Catholic creatives are doing and they kind of inspired this a little bit. Yeah. Um, keyword being little, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> Just a tiny bit, not enough. Just a tiny bit. Not enough. Not, yeah, yeah, maybe like like a like a point five percent. That uh, yeah, that we. I completely forgot what I was saying. Actually, as soon as I said that, you were explaining oh, yeah. like your mission. Yeah, our mission, and I'm trying to pull it up so I know exactly what I'm saying. Um, yeah, I mean, just our mission is to really bridge the understanding of Catholic, the Catholic Church, and YouTube. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to be doing that through two ways. The first one is coaching and consulting with Catholic YouTube creators. Okay. And the second way is by partnering um, and collaborating with Catholic brands, ministries, and companies um, on uh, video storytelling. So you're so, uh, so you're going to be helping people not suck at video, especially well, yes. YouTube. Especially, yeah, more so with with the, the YouTube strategy. Yeah. Um. But but we're also like we're not naive to saying that you could definitely do online video other places than YouTube. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. our our tagline. So as as I said before, our, our the name of our agency is Donut Shop Media because okay. our last name is Blaze, all that jazz. Yeah. Um. But tagline is Tell Fresh Stories. Mm. Um. So that that's kind of the the whole idea is regardless of the medium, but definitely through online video, we want to tell fresh stories. Um. Like a fresh donut. I don't know if you caught that. I got um, it. Okay. Good. Because <laughs> sometimes I have to like. They're like, Oh, what do you mean by fresh? I was like, Well, like a donut, like when it just got baked, like right out of the grill. Grill? What? Right out of the. <laughs> The, not the oven out of the, the, the oil. Yeah. 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 It gets out yeah. of that. It gets in the oil a little bit there. Yes. You technically fry a donut and then you glaze it. 
Yes, yes, yeah. You fry it and then you lay that sweet glaze on it. Sweet glaze. That I could go so many ways with that. (laughs) Um, Being a glaze myself. Yeah. Uh, But I won't, Edmund. I'm going to practice (laughs) self-restraint. So, so what? So you're going to be like, talk to me about the activities that the donut shop media will be like. Like, are you going to be producing video? Are you going to be helping with like? writing in the creative side, are you just going to be helping people understand what youtube.com is like what like what are you most excited about actually doing yeah that's a great question so if you're going like in terms of services that we do yeah um the first one is definitely consulting mm-hmm. um and the reason why if i if i can back up just a little bit the reason why we're doing specifically catholic creators yeah is because one like there is a completely open market for this like nobody is specifically targeting catholic creative uh, yeah. catholic creators mm-hmm. on youtube on how to actually do best practices and audience growth tactics yeah and and that's kind of the 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 like the community side because I, I don't know if, if, if you're a part of the Catholic YouTubers Facebook group, but I'm not super been, active. Yeah. Which I mean, you're a freaking machine. So that's yeah. okay. Um, but, uh, cause I know you've kind of gotten out of the YouTube game a little bit. And I, I have, you, you I have plans. I have over. plans to get back in. I bet you do. do. Um, <laughs> excuse me, but, um, yeah, so I'm really excited to help out with, with some of those creative uh, creators yeah. on really understanding, like, you know what, your thumbnail should not be looking as bad as it does. Yeah. Um, so, and then the other service is, uh, t- taking other Catholics, Catholic brands ministries and companies, um, and like taking them through the process of not only understanding how to creatively tell a story, but more so how can you do that in the most optimal way to get to whatever looks like success for them? Mm. So like really saying, okay, first off, like kind of the, the, the typical thing that you normally would go through through some kind of agency of like, who's your target audience? Um, what does look like a success for you? Um, okay. So how, how, when would like, when do you want this success? Um, and we're still trying to fine tune a little bit of exactly what our process is going to be. Um, but it's essentially saying, okay, what's the story? Who are you trying to tell the story to? And how are you going to tell that story? And we're going to help you, uh, come up with the the correct, uh, production value with the correct, uh, scheme of videos of sorts. Um, and, and really, uh, figure out how to position yourself in a way that, um, is, is fresh, right. Is, is, is new. Um, but also enticing and engaging, um, kind of all the typical buzzwords you hear. <laughs> well, that's, well, that sounds, that sounds, dude, that sounds exciting. I'm glad, I'm glad you're going in that direction. That sounds really good. Yeah. What, thank you. Um, do you have oh, a yeah, web, going. do you guys have a website? I am actually currently working on that. I was okay. going to have one of my really good friends help us with that, but All it's right. going to be donut donutshopmedia.com. Okay. Um, so, oh, and, and, and I do need to specify just to everybody who has heard this so far, the shop is spelled S H O P P E uh, like, the, like the OG German style because donut shop media was already taken. <laughs> <laughs> so the regular spelling. So okay. we also kind of want to be a little bit different. So yeah. 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 You want that. You want that. Uh, what'd you say? The German style. I think it's old German S H O P P E. That's or is it old, French? old German. I don't know, man. I'm no saying idea. old is like as the way it used to be spelt. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not necessarily like the actual like old ye, German. <laughs> like ye old, like ye old uh, yeah. shop. Okay. Ye old, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a deliberately archaic spelling of shop used in the hopes of imbuing a store with old fashioned charm or quaintness. If that's what you, uh, Wikipedia and or definition.com yeah. says, yeah. then yes. Yeah. Yeah. Shop. But does it actually say like ye old? Uh, it doesn't say ye old. 
It just says a deliberately archaic spelling of shop. Can you hear? Can you hear when I do this? Can you hear that? Shop. Can you hear it saying shop? No. Okay. (laughs) I was clicking it. It was pronouncing (laughs) shop. It's the same as pronunciation, right? Unless I'm saying it wrong. Yeah, it's just shop. Oh, oh, thank you so much. Oh man! Don't shot at me, there. That was way more Mario in Italian than it was German. Uh, oh my gosh! So what is it? What is it been? So have you? Have you and your wife? I always forget if you and your wife have a job. Like, have you? Because no. you, you've been this you've been full time YouTube for for a while. When Anna gets this job, that that will be like the first time in a while that one of you has had like like a steady regular job, right? Correct. So, um, without giving too much away, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, when, whenever we go into the next phase of our life, mm-hmm. um, we, uh, yeah, okay. Well, actually, let me back up to what kind of happened before this all went down. So, yeah. I used to be a full-time development director at the local, um, actually, my old alma mater's Catholic Student Center. Mm-hmm. And after kind of just realizing that it's, it's, I'm not a development director, um, and praying on it really hard, we, uh, decided to, to leave that without having a, a steady job. I, I did interview for other jobs, but, yeah. uh, leaving it specifically for the goal of creating our own business, our yeah. own company. And we had no idea what we're going to do. You're, you're about to ask a question. Well, I was going to say like, what, yeah, just, I mean, for people that aren't living that life, I mean, what was that like? I mean. How how long how long were you, how long were you guys both just uh just doing it by yourself like independent? Do you mean post development yeah. job? Yeah, yeah. So we're still technically doing it, and it happened back in November. Okay. So it's been a little under what six months, five months? Yeah. So just Around what what has that six months been like? Has it been scary as all get out or fun yes or has all? yeah. Yeah. So, so the Lord definitely provides, um, because as soon as, as soon as we decided to do this, we had a few friends that wanted us to shoot some weddings. So we got like a fairly hefty price for that, um, that we didn't even necessarily ask for. Like, they were like, Hey, we know that y'all need this and we know that you do good work. So can you come help us out? And we're like, absolutely. Um, and we actually currently already have two clients. Oh, nice. As as soon as we, as soon as we, uh, decided to do this, uh, basically some family friends of ours, like, that we talked to normally were like, Hey, so we're actually looking exactly for what you're doing. Can you come, come like, can, can you, can we be your clients? Dang. And we said, well, of course we can. Yeah. Uh, so, so we've been working with a, a, this is pretty cool. So though I say that like our stuff is more geared towards Catholic companies, brains and ministries. Yeah. Um, we're not like if, if somebody who isn't Catholic and likes what we do wants to like partner with us, absolutely. We're not going to turn them away. But, yeah. um, because one of them is a pizza joint. Oh, we're, that's we're, cool. Yeah, it's so cool. And it's actually the pizza joint that I used to work at. What is it? So, What's a pizza place? It's called Gumby's in San Marcos, Texas. Yeah. Uh, Gumby's, Gumby's to, Pizza? Correct. Yes, yes. Nice. Uh, and uh, you know who Gumby is, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I used to be Gumby. <laughs> no. I used to put on the suit. So, Gedman, you probably know this, but for those who who don't, I used to be a a at least I would say professional competitive hip hop dancer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Back in college. Yeah. And since I did that, and the people that own the company or own Gumby's like has been family friends with us for years, um, they were like, "Hey, so we just bought a Gumby suit. We know you're outgoing, and we know you can dance. Can you like go dance at pool parties and go dance around the square? Then the square in San Marcos is like." like downtown San Marcos. It's like where all the bars are and all mm-hmm. the, the, 
yeah. crazy stuff is. Um, so yeah, so I would, I would dance as Gumby during the day and then deliver pizza at night. And I made like a pretty good price cause they paid me a specific stipend for being Gumby's. Wow. A Gumby. And yeah, it was, it was quite, quite amazing. So dang, look, they're at it. university of Florida, Florida state university of wow. Missouri. Wow. They're, um, they're home of the original pokey sticks. Correct. Yes, they are. <laughs> well, not the one in St. Marcus, but Gumby's itself. Yes. Oh yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you're doing social media for them, but so, so it was, so you had some clients, you kind of take the jump into just going full time, like, like working for yourself. Um, yeah. what's the word I'm looking for? Not freelance, but like, um, self-employed. Yeah. Self-employed. Yeah. Self-employed, yeah. small business. Um, yeah. I mean, like, so, I mean, was it, was it scary? Was it fun? Like what was, I mean, I mean, um, do you ever want to go back to a regular job? Do you like, yeah. Like, what is that like? I, because I'm sure that's yeah. kind of scary, but also liberating and, yeah, and nerve wracking. So, absolutely. So one of the things that I, I, I would definitely say that my wife would agree with is that I'm not afraid to fail. Mm hmm. Like I'm, I'm the kind of person that would say, you know what, let's try it. And if we screw it up, figure out why you screwed it up and try it again. Yeah. Or, let's put on a Gumby suit. Like, let's do it. Let's just try it once and I, see. I never failed at that. That was a success every <laughs> single time. Do you know how much free alcohol I would get from that? Oh my gosh. Seriously. Like, oh, because what I would do, I know we're diving back and me dancing in a Gumby suit, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. um, that's a good place go to go around the bars. Uh -huh. It really is. I mean, it's yeah. a metaphor for life. Yeah. Um, I would go around to each bar in my Gumby suit first Go to go to the the pizza joint. Come back with free pizza for basically the the bartenders, uh, um, and the owners of the bars. And almost every time that I would go, they'd be like, "Yo, I, I Gumby, thanks for the pizza. You want a shot?" I'm like, "Absolutely, I do." Um, <laughs> I'm Gumby, I, I, man. I'm Gumby, yeah. Um, and I learned to uh, what's the word? I learned to uh, not take a shot. I don't think there's a word for here to not take a shot through the the breathable tube. Or like oh the, gosh, the, the, the breathable. Um, yeah, like, that won't uh, work. That, that little yeah. hole, that little mesh hole there, you'd, you'd just be splashing yourself <laughs> with a shot. It sounds yeah, and I learned to take off my, my helmet real quick. I don't yeah. know, I like that. Yeah, suit yeah. Thing real quick. You need some type, go. you needed some type of straw situation. Mm, I didn't even think about that. That's yeah. such a good, um, so, yeah, okay, so, so you're not afraid yeah. to fail. Yes, I'm not afraid to fail, and I definitely know that my parents and my wife's parents were not the biggest fans of this idea. Yeah. But um, once they realized that we weren't necessarily just shooting from the hip a lot, yeah. That we've gotten we've we've had three years of proven success on YouTube. Um, I'm, I'm we're close to being able to get YouTube certified and audience growth. That there's a lot of like backing behind what we're doing to prove that we know what we're doing things have gotten have gotten much better than they were before what's what's that um, mean if you get um if you get youtube certified yeah yeah what's that essentially is that youtube gives you the stamp of approval that you have gotten to the point where you can teach others how to uh grow your audience and share with them practical best practices and, and tactics for for youtube algorithm learning and just basically how to grow your youtube channel so what's it, what's it take to get youtube certified you have to like you have to go viral to or do you have to go to youtube headquarters <laughs> Uh, so basically, and I, I think they might have changed this recently, but if I'm correct, you have to have at least 10,000 subscribers and you just apply. And then I think you believe you go through a course. And once you're done with the course, you get YouTube certified. Wow. 
Yeah. Interesting. Okay. We're about 2,000 away from 10,000 now. So if you're listening to this, go subscribe to yeah, YouTube.com. That Catholic couple. I got it. I got it in the show notes already. Um, okay, Your so- show notes are insane, by the way. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> I do. I do, them, a good way. I do them during the show. I just like literally I have this little bookmark fireside.fm just a shout out because they're amazing. They're just amazing. So um, they make it really easy to to add show notes and stuff. Um, so, OK, so wait, no, I want to hear more about if this is if this has been scared. Just I want to hear more about the idea because, I mean, you're really fresh in it uh, in the whole, you know, self-employed thing. So just I don't know. Talk to me more about that. So the scariest thing is that somebody who hasn't majored in business, um, though I do know business things, um, as as generic as that sounds, um, definitely the scariest part was being like, okay, what kind of corporation or business type do I file under? Yeah. What do I do with taxes? What yeah. do I do with uh, business write-offs and expenses and income and uh, like specific positions within the, within the parish. I'm not a youth minister anymore <laughs> within the company. Yeah. Um, like health, what health insurance. Yeah. yeah. Um, luckily there's health share stuff. So, I mean, that's, yeah. that was fairly easy to do. Um, but yeah, I mean, so if, if, if I had to be honest, I've never doubted that we could do this. Yeah. Okay. I've never doubted that my wife and I don't have the understanding and the capacity to really be successful in this. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, yeah, leaving a sturdy nine to five, 40 plus thousand dollar job to, which still isn't much, but to, to then go into self-employment with essentially nothing to really, not that we, that we didn't have anything to go off of, but basically no vision already casted. Yeah. Like yeah. We, we had an idea and we knew what we wanted to do. But we just needed to figure out how to get there. Well, um, and we're, yeah. No, go for it. Well, see, and, and we're not even necessarily there yet. Yeah. But we, we've gotten our, our, our business plan down. We've gotten our mission down, our, our, uh, like our, uh, revenue down, like kind of just all of the normal things that you would like need to get to like be like, okay, like at least I have phase one semi complete. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it really, it must have really helped too that you and your wife were both kind of really engaged in the YouTube channel and what you guys were trying to do. And you guys have been doing that together a lot. And, um, I mean, what, what's it, what, what was it like after, um, you know, the first couple of weeks of you going full time? Was it, was it like, all right, I wake up at nine and I go sit in my office and, and clock out or clock in and out. Or was it, was it, uh, like I've always wondered if I would have had, if I, if I were to go this direction ever in my life, if I would have, the self-discipline to, uh, you know, like, yeah, like wake up, walk into a room in my house and work and then stop at some point. You know, that's, that, that has been the number one thing that we're still trying to figure out. Yeah. Um, I, I know there's been times where, cause we have, we have a, a two-year-old daughter now and that's obviously the biggest thing that we're trying to figure out. Like who's going to watch her? How are we going to watch her? How long da, da, da. Um, that we, we've tried so many different options where Anna works for one day and then I work for the next day. And like we have specific task lists and specific, um, like our 90 day plan that we have to follow and all that stuff. Um, and then there's times where like we tried Anna working in the morning for half the day and then I would try the later half and maybe extend it a little bit beyond that. Uh, and now that we've realized the best way to work is actually I work nine to five, normally away from home ish, nine to five ish, depending upon what we have that day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once Lily goes down on it and I kind of go over what I worked on, mm-hmm. um, because if, if I had to be honest, which 
I don't know why I clarify with that, but yeah, please, um, please be honest. Um, if I could really lie real quick, um, I was <laughs> no. So, uh, and my wife would definitely attest to this too, that this has kind of become my brainchild. Um, and this is kind of how be, I've kind of turned into the leader of this, yeah. uh, which it, like, she's not like, I'm not like a tyrant and, and like, Anna, you have no say, uh, but more so of, I kind of, I kind of get it a little bit more than, than Anna does. Yeah. Uh, and not, and once again, I'm not trying to say anything bad about my Well, wife, no, no, but, I think, I think, I think, uh, there needs to be like the, the one, one cook in the kitchen kind of making the final call in, in a lot yeah. of, in a lot of situations, there has to be kind of like the one, otherwise it gets, it, it's just difficult. Not, you know, not. Not that, uh, not that your wife doesn't have the say, but I've found in a lot of these types of projects and stuff, like there has to be the one person who's kind of taking all the responsibility and making the final call for the vision. Well, and it's funny you say that because actually Anna is the one that has the final call. Ooh. What, what, yeah. yeah. So the, so I tend so to do this thing. Is it more like, is it more like if you can convince Anna, you know, it's good kind of thing? Basically. Yeah. Like, essentially. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like where, where, like. So oh, my daughter's crying, so she might pop in here in a minute. Okay, but I know fine. that's okay on this podcast. Totally fine. Um, I listen to all your stuff. <laughs> Do you really? So, oh yeah, I listen to every episode. Oh wow, I'm really flattered. Thank yes. you, man. Well, I, I think I can claim I was one of the original Edmund fanboys. Yeah, you were. You really were. Honestly, as soon as I like understood how powerful the freaking catechism is, <laughs> and I found found reverb culture, I was yeah. like, I need to, I need to meet this man. Mm. Um. And, uh, so, and, and you always put out quality stuff. So that, that's definitely why, like, as soon oh. as I saw the podcast, I was like, Ooh, that's a nice thing to say. Yeah. And you also had on Sam Rocha. Is that his, his last name? I think it's Roca or Raka. Roca. I think it depends Raca. on. Ooh, yeah. Raka's better. Sam Raka. <laughs> Raka way. Ooh, Raka. <laughs> Sam Raka. No, it's, it's, I think it's Roca. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Roca, but every time I say it, I get insecure, but that's just Sam. <laughs> he just makes you insecure. Sam. Um, yeah. So, uh, what was I saying? I'm sorry. Uh, you were talking about, uh, I think you were talking about, what was it? I think, I think you're a vegan now. I think that's what you're saying. You're a vegan. <laughs> <Hell> no, <laughs> bro. I eat so much meat. I love the meat. Um, making decisions, you and your wife and okay, yeah, yeah. kind of like your work schedule kind of situation. Yeah. So we've, we've come to the realization that we need to kind of have some labels for what exactly it is that we do for Donut Shop Media. Yeah. And we realized that Anna is the, well, and it's also the, the, the company's also under her name. So she's the president and CEO. Ooh, wait, is it in her name because of that whole women's uh, yeah. Texas tax write And she's also a minority. Oh, dang. So, yeah, so she's, she, a Mexican. she's a minority and a woman oh, but, business yeah. owner. And there's a big tax write-off in Texas, right? Basically, yes. Yeah. That's exactly what it is. Well, and you can also apply for certain grants and certain, like you said, tax breaks and, and a couple of other things that nice. uh, normally works with that. And um, and and yeah, so so yeah, so Anna would be the president and the CEO because she technically makes all the final decisions. Yeah. Uh, and I'm the creative director and COO what, because yeah, because uh, I definitely know the specific operational movements yeah. for YouTube and for this business and, and what to go and how to go and all that jazz. Um, that made no sense. No, it did. Um, it did. Thank you. People can that, always, uh, people I, can I, always rewind. Yes, they definitely can. Yeah. Um, but I, but I'm definitely more of the creative director and operational man. And, and honest kind of the, like once I, once I get the creative juices going and I figure out how to operate them, I take it to the president who I'm well, actually more so the CEO of like, yeah. okay, as the COO, let's talk about this. And then the president makes essentially the, the final decision. Yeah. But sometimes since I own 51% of it, I, I make the final call. <laughs> I really don't. I'm kidding. So, 
so you work Monday through Friday, nine to five, and you go to like a coffee shop somewhere or like, what do you do? Basically. Yeah. I mean, th- th- there's obviously a little bit of a, of a leniency of, of the nine to five, but yeah. Yeah. So, so since a lot of our stuff has to do with video editing, yeah. I go in and I take about the first half of the day to kind of just warm up and, and I actually might watch a couple of YouTube videos just to kind of specifically like the how to's of editing. Yeah. Kind of watch those just to see, okay. Where I already have a vision of what I want the video to look like, but I know that there's a few things that I don't necessarily remember or had or, or know yet. Yeah. So let me go watch a, a few tutorials on how to do motion blur, or how to ensure that my keyframes are right, and all that jazz. Yeah. And um, then I'm like, okay, cool. I, I get going and I just kind of just start editing, uh, and then I use the later half of the day to uh, kind of do more of the kind of like. I guess the paperwork side, but more so maybe like the brainstorming or the, um, the vision kind of seeing where we're at on, on what our 90 day plan looks like kind of more of the administrative stuff. Yeah. So come home. So how, how long, how long have you, how long have you been on the YouTube scene with this kind of stuff? Like how long has that Catholic couple been a thing now? That's funny you ask. So we've been doing that Catholic couple since August, 2015, Okay. but I've actually been on YouTube since I think 2001. Shoot, I, if I could, man, I would have been. Um, but I think it was either 2010 or 11. Okay. And what, like, I mean, because I'm trying to, I mean, there's, you know, there's there's the stuff that you know as someone on YouTube, but I think it's also interesting the stuff you know as someone who's Catholic in the Catholic world and Catholic social media is such a, such a it's just like the Catholic internet world is such an inter- interesting Um, You're telling me an interesting beast, but I don't know what it, what do you, do you think (laughs) we're, it feels like we're very early in the, in, in a lot of, it feels like we are seeing, um, like quarter one of a lot of these, maybe quarter two of a lot of these, um, Catholic ministries and apostolates and places really embracing. I mean, like people have had websites, but it seems like we're really starting to, to like, go hardcore into the internet world um, as a church or just as a ministries and apostolates. Yeah, no, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, I would agree that we're kind of on the, the tail end of Q1 and, and heading into Q2 because, um, yeah, it, it's so interesting to think about like specific strategies that I see when it comes to specific ministries or, mm-hmm. or any kind of Catholic thing that I see on normally how really bad it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, really bad. Yeah. I mean, there, um, and I'm, there are not very many quote unquote Catholic vloggers on YouTube. Like, like there's no, here's like a question for you. Here's a question four. for you. Def- define vlogging. Oh yeah. That's, that's interesting. Um, I would, I don't know. I would describe vlogging as videos on a videos on a regular basis. A lot of which are not necessarily like content, but are just like, Here's my life. Here's my, I mean, I would just defer to like the Casey Neistat kind of uh, daily vlogging kind of format. I don't know. What, what, how would you define it? No, and I th- you're, I mean, you're essentially basically right on, um, man, story of my yeah. life, story of my life. <laughs> well, so, I mean, if we're getting hella technical, do it. Vlog just means like video log, okay. right? Like, or yeah. a video blog, depending on how you want to, which one you want to go with. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would consider a vlog more so of a documentation of like someone's life. Yeah. Or, or, or some sort of um, maybe even like um, 
maybe some skits could be considered a vlog if they're a little bit more like freeform, but that's kind of just maybe getting a little bit too much into it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I essentially would say that a, a vlog is, is documenting someone's life. Um, and yeah, there seems to be a lot of like a misunderstanding of vernacular and like mm -hmm. the lexicon yeah. language of social media in general, but especially for YouTube. Yeah. Um, where everyone's like, yeah, I have a vlog and I'm like, okay, cool. And I go on their, on their channel and it's like, no, you're, you're a talking head vlog. Yeah. Right? Like you're, you're just talking or you're an like, educational vlog or like an educational channel. Um, you were you going to say something? No, no, I, no. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I was just, I was just thinking, I, I was just thinking about how you, I mean, I just did a search too. There's like, almost, I mean, if you just search Catholic vlog, there's like no one, there's like nothing. There's Are we on that page? A Catholic mom's life the Catholic vlogger and that's it. We're not even there. Um, if you search Catholic vlog, no, I don't see it on. Dang, I need to work on our, on our, on our algorithm. Yeah. You stuff. need to tag it. Father Mike is on here for some reason, which is weird. Cause there's like nothing about vlogging on his, um, Oh, oh no, 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 no. You guys are waiting. You guys are down is, here. Right? You guys are Wait, down daughter. here. Thanks. Uh, a weekend with that Catholic couple weekly vlog number 22. Wait, what did you say? Who, who is? So the Catholic vlogger, mm -hmm. you know who she is? No. So I have to go back and look, but she essentially completely abandoned this channel and is now like just extremely popular. I forgot her name, huh. um, but she like, she, she got in trouble for not in trouble, but she got, got, got famous for either her boyfriend or her husband being gay. Like she didn't realize something happened. And I was like, wait a second. Cause she was on the trending page. I was like, I know that face. And she's like this like beauty lifestyle, like completely not Catholic vlogger. It's crazy. I was like, wait a second. Like I've seen these videos before. Huh. Um, in case you're wondering. Interesting world. It's interesting. world. Oh, I'm getting sucked into the, okay. Take me out. Take me out. <laughs> um, so what's, what's, what, uh, do you think do you think it's just a matter of time before um Patrick Coffin and uh Jennifer Fulweiler are like vlogging their day-to-day -day life on YouTube? You know, get Scott Hahn on there talking about his Chipotle burrito, you know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. So, I wouldn't be surprised if eventually we get some kind of Gary V style yeah. Catholic speaker vlogger or Catholic personality vlogging. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't know. I'm really surprised on the amount of lack of adaptability mm -hmm. that a lot of, of of Catholic things have on the not even necessarily YouTube, but just on the social media spectrum in general, but especially for YouTube, because like YouTube is the second most visited website on the Internet. Dang. It's right below Google because obviously Google owns it. Therefore, it just optimizes everything to go to YouTube. Yeah. Um, it, it is. I think. I think the number now is either four or six million hours is uploaded every minute. Gosh. Like, yeah, it's insane the amount of. There's like over a billion users, and like, and and it's projected that like, within the next ten years, it's gonna like quadruple that size. Gosh. Uh, which doesn't like it, it makes sense to me because like we're obviously as a society going in that direction, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I like the, the fact that Word on Fire and Essential Presents are essentially the only and maybe now I would say Lizzie's answers now that she's converted, but like those are essentially the only like legit Catholic like YouTube channels. Like I, yeah. I wouldn't even yeah. consider us that yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because like they have a whole whole team behind them, and Lizzie's like grown 
grown her channel without the Catholicism inside of it. And now that it's it, now that she's converted, it's it's there. But like we're on fire, and, and Essential Presents has a whole team doing everything that they can to to get optimized on YouTube. Yeah, you would think that uh, you know you would think that like Spirit Juice Studios or some of these other places would be like super legit on YouTube. Like it feels like. It feels like back in the day when you would search something and there weren't a lot of there weren't a lot of actual quality results for a certain like phrase or term. And then all of a sudden that that idea kind of blows up and then you start searching and there's like thousands of people, you know, either writing on that idea. So it does. It does feel very it does feel very empty. Yeah. And I would say, like, for us to even have a, a, a shot at having a corner of YouTube for, for Catholicism, we're going to need to be deep in number and wide in variety. What do you mean? We like we, as in, as in creators. Yeah. Like to, we're like, we, yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean to have a shot at? Say that again. So, so right now we, as, as Catholic YouTube, and we can get on the whole idea of calling something Catholic YouTube or Catholic Twitter later, but, um, like having that qualifier of Catholic for us to even have some kind of shot at, at, at kind of claiming a validity or like a stake on YouTube as, as Catholics. Yeah. We're going to have to have 500,000 Catholics making some kind of videos. Yeah. And we're going to have to have all different styles of, of Catholics on YouTube making these videos. Like we're going to need vloggers. We're going to need beauties. We're going to need like uh, how to's we're going to need, uh, the obscure and weird. We're going to need gaming. We're going to need like all of the different kind of like lifestyle, just all the different genres of YouTube. We're going to have to have a ton of people doing this and a ton of variety to even have like a legitimate credibility to, to, to have like on YouTube in general. Yeah. Do you think that, I mean, is that something you're thinking is that something that you want to happen or something that you feel like it would be beneficial for, for YouTube Absolutely. or for the church? Yeah. But I, I would say so. Cause I mean, think about it. Like the idea of, of, and, and I know everyone kind of uses the new evangelization as a, as a, as a blanket term, but YouTube has a culture mm-hmm. and the culture isn't necessarily the best, Yeah, but wherever there is culture, the gospel is needed. Yeah. And I know that there's a whole kind of debate, at least within the Catholic YouTube on like the, the, uh, um, what's the word? Like the motive of having a successful YouTube channel that is wrapped up in, in, in a Catholic brand. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it, there, there, there has to be some sort of, I mean, that's, that's why we created donut shop media. Like, mm-hmm. is we want to be able to lead this charge in some capacity to be able to ensure that if you are contemplating creating a YouTube channel, you have a place that you can come to get quality construction, quality consulting, and that like, you know, that we're here to like help. Yeah. Um, so I, I think if I'm answering your, your question correctly, I think, I think it could be possible. Yeah. Huh? Dang, man. Dang. So you're, how often, how often are you vlogging now? Is it, is it five days a week? Is it daily? So, so Vlint just ended and that okay. was daily. Yeah. So you, for those of you that, sorry, what? No, go for it. So those of you that don't know what Vlint is, it's essentially vlogging Lent. So we vlog every day during Lent. We just made it Vlint. It's like Vlogmas, but for Catholics. Yeah. Um, and uh, last year, Anna and I did it every day and it was awesome. 
and it basically doubled our channel and everything that we had from views to retention to audience, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, so this year we invited after, after I kind of created with Steve, the missionary, uh, a, a, a basically a, a community of Catholic YouTubers. We reached out, I reached out to some of them and I was like, Hey, does anybody want to do Vlent alongside of us this year? And we got about like 16 channels that said yes. So that's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was, it was really cool. Um, but to answer your question, right now we uh, we're doing an octave of live streams, which I think will end probably by the time this this is released on your on your podcast. But uh, where we live stream every day for the octave of Easter, um, and then we're actually going to take a quick break because uh, there's some revisioning that we want to do. But our normal schedule is a live stream every Monday and then vlogging Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. Dang, does that get does that get hard to kind of live your normal like when I whenever I've tried to vlog. It was a little, um, man, it's like running a marathon. You're having to constantly think about, uh, think about your life from this kind of like this third party perspective of like, oh man, I should be recording this or I should record that. You know what I mean? Like it can kind of, how do you, how do you navigate that? Um, yeah, like that, that constant, it was hard for me. It was hard for me (laughs) to constantly be like, all right, I'm eating my burrito, but now I need to record it. Like, okay, I'm walking here, but I, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it yeah. took up a lot of my brain power to just constantly be thinking about. And and in some ways I was afraid that I was, um, I don't know, like ruining, <laughs> not only ruining my interactions with people, just like kind of ruining life a little bit with it. <laughs> but I still, but I still have this strong desire to, to do it. Cause it was so fun. It's so fun to look back, you know, six months ago or, or whatever and have the, I've heard like Gary Vaynerchuk talk about like, look, if anything, just vlog so that your great grandkids can see, you know, all these videos, right? Like it's kind of the new photo album. It's a new place to, re- to document and record these things. But it was, it was hard constantly recording. I haven't found a way to set up kind of a rhythm and cadence for that. That doesn't exhaust me. So to definitely, yeah, I, I can 100% echo that. Like the, the idea of, of vlogging definitely does feel like a marathon sometimes. Yeah. Um, but what, 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 what has helped whoa, us? Whoa, 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 what? <laughs> Let me make a freestyle for you real quick. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. No, uh, but what, something that's really helped us is if we can figure out what kind of story we want to tell before we start vlogging. Okay. Right. Cause like, so some, sometimes, and we've fallen into this trap where we don't have an idea where we're like, you know what? We'll just vlog our day. Like whatever we do, we'll just try to come up with something. Yeah. And that that's where it gets really tiring because you don't have a direction and you don't, you can't like prepare for what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, so one of the things that we're, we're so we're going to be taking a break for probably two to three weeks here on this channel to kind of revision some of the way that we're vlogging and some of our strategies um, is, is like actually, and we used to do this back in the day where we would sit down and, and basically try to to sketch out at least a month's worth of story arcs yeah of of like we know that we're going to be for instance we went to to Waco here recently with with my um with some of my best friends who are also my child's godparents and we went to like the whole magnolia silos and and, and all that jazz i don't know if you're familiar with fixer upper yeah um, they just had their and, last didn't they just have their last episode yeah of, they did i only um, know that through social media i've never seen a single episode you need to start that now <laughs> because i thought it was going to be garbage and it was phenomenal i don't watch tv man i don't watch tv i don't either yeah. i don't either yeah and, okay. and 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 my wife ended up finding it on on netflix whenever she just oh don't say that ever, Whenever I think Lily was born, because like the, I mean, you obviously know, because you side note, congrats on the baby girl. Oh, thank you. 
I wanted to tell you that. And, did you and find out? Person? Did you did you find out because you listened to the last episode of the podcast? Absolutely. Yes, I did. <laughs> you really are a super fan, man. Thank you. I'm telling you. Well, and the thing is, I love podcasts. Yeah. So as soon as I saw that you were doing that, I was like, boom, you're going on Overcast. Oh, which man. Overcast, by the way, is yeah. the best free podcast app it is. ever. It is. I, I don't know why so you would good. use any other app. Yeah, Overcast is the best. I didn't know it existed. <clears throat> Dude, oh, podcasting with monologue style is the weirdest thing. Also, did you know we we're going to do a live event? I did see that. Tony oh, was I like, you should come surprise us. <laughs> yeah, that would, be, that would be awesome. You could be in the show. If you come, you can be on April, April 17th. April 17th at Oak Cliff, Dallas, Texas. Shout out. Wow. Way to plug that in. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. You were talking about (laughs) it's tax day. So if you want to just, you know, come out for tax day. Oh, nice. Okay. That's another thing is like I insured. Well, let me correct that. I had to insure uh, that we had all of our tax stuff right for both personal and business uh, by the time that tax rolled around because we got officially LLC'd. I think in December. Yeah, in December. So we actually had to re-up. There's a specific term for it, but I don't remember at the point at this point. But like you basically have to kind of like quote unquote like re-register or like re-up that like, okay, we're still a business. Yeah. Um uh like every I don't know if it's every quarter, every half year. But since we did it at the very be at the end of 2017, we had to do it now as opposed to doing it later. It was the whole thing that like if I wouldn't have gone to my accountant and say, Hey, let me make sure we're doing this right, we would have like lost our license. Dang. Like lost our it, it was I'm really happy. Like if you ever start your own business, ensure that you have a good accountant that like can really help you. Yeah. Um, in case you're wondering. But um I always uh, where are we going, Edmund? What was I saying? Um, we were, no, you're doing great. You're doing fine. You're doing fine. Um, uh, we were talking about, (laughs) what were we talking about, Evan? Uh, you took up yoga. You took up yoga. I think you took up hot yoga. You were talking about hot yoga. Yeah. Go yoga. What's that? I only found out about it because of, uh, Kevin Hart's, uh, laugh or, or what the fit or laugh, laugh and fit something like that. His Uh new YouTube original channel that he has go where him yoga. and Chloe literally went to go do yoga with goats in the, in the studio. Oh, wow. It was the dumbest thing I've ever seen, but also pretty funny. But you do know that yoga, uh, if you do yoga, um, you're going to hell, you're going to hell right? And like how do you, on God, one of the two. Yeah. So how do you navigate that in your, in your spiritual life? I, I mean, I would say, um, uh, don't, don't go to hell or don't do yoga. You know, both. They're synonymous at this point. Okay. You heard it here first. Um, Especially hot yoga. Like, where do you think the fire comes from? <laughs> that was lame. Hell yoga. That was lame. Man, if you really... <laughs> I know. I'm if, a dad now. I can make dad jokes. Yeah, that's true. Man, if you really want to make me mad, let's just... I, like, if I read people on Twitter talking about yoga, like Catholics on Twitter talking about yoga, I almost throw my phone away. I almost just throw my phone in the trash. That's what, I, that's what happens. I, I don't blame you. Yeah. I, I feel that way. And, and I have a ton of friends who are very passionate about this subject that I, I, I'm going to re-reference about what we talked about earlier, about the whole idea of calling it Catholic Twitter or Catholic YouTube. Yeah. What do you think about that? About calling, what do I think about calling it Catholic Twitter? Like whenever you see like, hey, Catholic Twitter, help me out. Or like Catholic YouTubers, like what's your gut reaction? Um, I mean, I think, I think it's helpful to distinguish, I mean, like, uh, if I'm talking with a friend like I am right now and I, I mean, I think it's helpful to say it to, or to distinguish what we're talking about. You know what I mean? But, um, 
but I don't as I think that's as far as it goes. I don't think necessarily establishing it as a thing or or creating some type of ghetto Catholic ghetto or like we have to have our own Catholic version of things. Like I'm I'm really having a hard time a little bit with the podcast because I do want to I do want to venture outside of just the Catholic podcast, right? I don't want it yeah, to be absolutely. just a Catholic podcast. Um but also I'm I'm so I'm so uh entrenched in that you're so catholic (laughs) yeah i'm so catholic i'm so entrenched in that world that i mean i mean listen to us we're talking about it right now right so i'm so entrenched in that world that i don't know that i'm i've i've successfully been able to um to separate it other than just removing it from a lot of the titles or allowing people to swear on my podcast (laughs) but i don't know what's your what do you think about it you know i i get the the notion of like um, like for instance, Catholic Twitter, like, what do you mean? Like you have to download it like a separate app. Like it's, this, it's just Twitter. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. like, I get that. I fully yeah. get that. But it's more so of an identifier in my opinion yeah. than it is a segmentation or like a segregation. Yeah. 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 Um, because it, there, there's a, there's a culture on Twitter. There's a Catholic culture of people who Absolutely. are all interconnected and are, and are, you know, kind of plugged into the same places. And I think there's some of these subgroups on Twitter of people that are kind of all following the same people and, and in the same conversations. And then there, there are sometimes, you know, a smaller subgroup of Catholic Twitter is, you know, the more rad trad and then the more oh, yeah. <laughs> liberal, conscious. you know, so, the, so there's, there's like those two areas that are constantly kind of lobbing grenades back and forth. And then those conversations stir up. So, so yeah, yeah. it's a strange, it's a strange, uh, so you, so you're saying, so what, what, what again is your take on you, you like that or you're okay with it as a, um, distinguisher. As an identifier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. As opposed to, cause I mean, I, I get the danger of essentially kind of, like you said, like creating a Catholic ghetto or a Catholic bubble where essentially it, it kind of is its own app. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I completely get the notion of, of not of being aware enough to not necessarily say, okay, this is just like, this is just the Catholic part. Nobody else can come in. I get that idea. Yeah. But I think it's a little too crazy to be like, uh, well, you should even call it Catholic Twitter. It's like, yeah. okay, calm down. It's okay. Like, so, so how we're do on you... the same app here. <laughs> yeah, I know. And, and that's that same with YouTube. Yeah. And that's part of the, um, that's part of the danger that I've started realizing that's, I've been guilty of a little bit too, maybe is that, and, and I think I've heard people kind of make this, um, this judgment or, or make this, uh, accusation before where it's like, okay, so you couldn't be, you couldn't be a successful writer in the real world, just in the, in the broad market. So you're going to capitalize on a market where your crappy writing, um, might, and, and not that Catholic writing is crappy, but you're going to capitalize. Yeah. You're going <laughs> to capitalize by niching down and, 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 and some people, and I'm, I'm sure even some non-religious people would look at that and go, man, you're like, you're just, you're just profiting off of uh niching down in a, in a highly emotional and personal topic. Um, and, and ripping off of, uh, the, what works in the mainstream media or what works in pop culture by just doing a, a cheaper, crappier version of it uh, and then selling it because it has the word Catholic on it. Like I, I've yeah. been, I've been torn about that. Now, what do you think the remedy for that is? I think maybe just uh, destroy all of our electronic equipment. 
I was up you until I was up, I was with you up until that point. <laughs> no, what do my you? My livelihood is gone. What do you think? What do you think? <laughs> I don't know. I wish there was some sort of threshold that had to like be gone through to like truly identify if this is like actual good art, if this is actually like whatever whatever genre you're trying to reach to. Like, is this an actual good YouTube channel? Is this an actual objectively good book? Um, but other than that, I really don't know. I really don't know. So how do you like? Interesting with with your business, right? You're trying to help Catholic ministries, um, but I don't get the sense that you're like, I just want to do video really well. I do get the sense that you're like, we want to help Catholics not suck at this, right? And um, but someone from the outside could go, oh well, I mean, if you want to help people with video production, like just be a video production company. Why do you have to be a Catholic video production company? Yeah, I mean that that's a good question, but I could also say like don't you niche down as well like just because it, it, it we're, we're specifically targeting catholic ministries brands and companies mm-hmm. um isn't inherently a bad thing yeah you know like yeah, yeah and and especially because like the mission is to make them better not necessarily just give profit off of them right like we're not in it just to say okay give us money and we'll make you whatever video we can do right yeah. like yeah, yeah. You know, we really want to teach you and bring you along and have you recognize the goodness and the necessity to be on YouTube as a Catholic brand. Yeah, I, I, I would agree that I think that that's, I mean, your, your, uh, your goal is to help Catholics and Catholic ministries and Catholic and people who want to, um, people who want to say something Catholic, <laughs> but it help them not suck. I think is the, that should be your tagline. My tagline. Yeah, I'm, you need to change it, good your tagline. <laughs> Tell fresh stories. Hashtag don't suck. Yeah. We're helping Catholics not suck at video. (laughs) So what's your take? What's your take on voice though? I mean, are like, I think you guys had a podcast in the, in the, you're a huge, we just have to put this out there. You you and I are huge Gary V fans. And I think I get nauseated when I have to say that out loud because it feels (laughs) so mainstream, but then there are so many every now. Yeah, I know. Right. And every day someone's born who doesn't know who Gary Vanderchuk is, but I, I just, um, Anyways, so what is what's your kind of what's your kind of take on voice though? Are you is there a podcast in the works? How do you Absolutely. and here's my second question. How do you not do way too many things? I think you know that this is my problem. It's my problem as well because yeah. uh, so to answer the first question, yes, there is a podcast in the works. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll talk about it openly right now. I don't openly. care. Um, openly. So we're, we're and this is kind of workshopped. That we haven't, and I kind of also want to put it out in the zeitgeist. So if anybody tries and, and does this after I say it, they know that they're copying me. Yep, so I just, yep. I want to do that. Um, so we're creating a podcast called Holy Matrimony, Ooh. but the holy is H-O-L-E-Y. You love the uh, wordplay. Of course. I mean, it's brilliant. You love bro. the like, wordplay. You got to do it right. Okay. Like, so- it, it, it's a podcast with that Catholic couple. So it's, it's essentially like like an Holy. evolution of the vlog. Okay. Uh, and, and like there's nothing online for it yet, but um, – so the tagline is finding the balance between the uh, the, the the oh crap what is it the the humorous the hardships and the holiness of marriage. Mm. So we're gonna basically be be talking with other holy Catholic couples on like really what makes their their marriage work, um, which would be so crazy if like counseling. Them... <laughs> yeah, right. Seriously, I'm, I'm the but, hugest but, but, fan of counseling. Anyway, sorry. Oh, Saint here no. Yeah, I am fully in support of that exact statement. Yeah. Yeah. All the I, time. I keep, I keep trying to get, I keep trying to get our marriage counselor on the podcast, but it hasn't oh. been working out, but, oh, um, man. 
Do you, yeah, funny, so, funny, funny story. He was, you know, that book, the created book. Yeah. yeah. So, so, um, uh, he was, I forget. He said he was somewhere and he was flipping through the book and then, and then he saw my name in it and he goes, Hey, I know this guy really well, but then I guess he got <laughs> self-conscious that he said that out loud because he was just kind of afraid that someone's like, Oh really? How do you know them really well? Like, uh, anyways, where are we I going with know this? All of this deep dark. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, oh, oh, how do you stop? How do you not do a million projects really poorly? You know, my problem is that, you know, you know the whole like 80, 20 rule. Yeah. 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 Well, explain, I, explain it for, explain it for uh, my mom. So essentially it's, it's, <laughs> You get, if you can get something 80% done, uh, do it. And it's also like 80, you'll get, what was it? 80% or 20% of what you do. 80% will come from it. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Like 20% of, or, um, 80% of your results come from 20% yes. of like the effort you put in or something like that. Exactly. Yeah. That's my problem is I want to have it 100% perfect and done before I release it. Yeah. Um, and, and I, yeah, I need to stop that because like I, I've been craving to just create this podcast for the past year. Like mm -hmm. we've been, we've been workshopping just names and ideas and, and all yeah. this such. And, and I'm, yeah, like I, I don't know how to stop creating. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I tend to overwork myself sometimes and I've actually taken your advice that you talked about in your last podcast and I've gone to bed, not at nine every night, but at least by 10. Yeah. Um, and I, I've been waking up semi early and I say semi because I'm not there yet. I Dude, mean, I'm it not there yet. changed my life, changed my life waking up super early. I mean, I, and I'm not doing it every single day, 24, you know, yeah. the, like 30 days out of the month. But when I'm really, when I really get in my groove for my work week, it is amazing it's so amazing i know because there's times where like also whole 30 really fixed a lot of the things in my brain oh yeah yeah i bet yeah yeah, yeah i'm a, especially because i have adhd and like a lot of the things that happened because of adhd is linked to gut health yeah that as soon as i started cutting out all extra sugar yep. as, as soon as i cut out dairy beer. and gluten and beer oh that was the worst um that's like so much focus came into play so much uh, like I, I remembered things better. It yeah. was, it was insane. Yeah. And like yeah. I got so much work done way more than I normally would pre I mean, now actually even post whole 30. Yeah. I, I, um, I shy sometimes away from talking about mental health because I always feel like I'm just a, I'm, I always feel like I'm just a baby and I don't actually have it <laughs> as bad as most people do. But I mean, like, you know, it, working for a church, I mean, I would, I was struggling with a lot of just being grumpy and having anxiety and just stressed and not, you know, and not being able to focus and all of that. And yeah, changing my diet big time. Um, I think I did the whole like slow carb Tim Ferriss thing just cause it was easy and, um, huge. The other big thing for me, do you eat breakfast? We technically call it meal one. Yes. <laughs> Why do you call it meal one? Because I've had freaking steak and like non-breakfast foods for breakfast. Oh, that's awesome, man. Essentially, yeah. When like whenever we make some like good chicken cacciatore, yeah. I'm like, sweet, this is going to be my breakfast tomorrow. Yeah, man. I can't wait. Yeah, man. I do a huge breakfast and I, for most of my life, was not a breakfast person. And um, yeah, tons of protein and fat. And uh, Oh, absolutely. Freaking bacon. Yeah. Get in my stomach. That's helped a ton with like stress and anxiety and focus and all of that throughout <laughs> the day. Well, and, and to kind of 
kind of riff off of what you're talking about for mental health. Like I made a video a while back about my ADHD and it's something that I have like not necessarily struggled with my entire life, but it's something that I've had to really learn how to live with Yeah. because growing up, I hated, I hated having ADHD because um, because I had to take medicine for it. Like yeah. the only way that I would focus is if I got on a high dosage of Ritalin and it would go from me bouncing off the walls in the morning to me literally zombieing out after lunch hmm. and uh, kids would make fun of me and they were like, Oh, Daniel, the zombie. And like, it, it was just not necessarily like extra brutal, but it was just so annoying. Yeah. Um, that like, I never thought that I was my actual self when I took my medicine. And of course, like kids, like whenever I would get crazy, they'd be like, go take your bet, uh, go take your pills, go take your medicine, Daniel. Like, yeah. why are you so, why are you freaking out so much? Yeah. Uh, and like, and I mean, even sometimes like my family members would tell me that yeah, like, yeah, I would yeah. always get pissed about that. Yeah. And like, it kind of forced me to like, okay, let me like really identify what the hell is going on with my body, specifically my mind. Yeah. And like scientifically understand like, the reward system's not there. The synopsis, like they don't connect and, and all that stuff. And it's like, okay, now that I know what my body is doing, what can I do about it? Yeah. And I, I started, and, and then I kind of went to therapy here and there, but it was more so the doctor was like, if you give him this medicine, it should work. And we, we adjusted a bunch of stuff in high school and we ended up on, on a really good medicine called Stratera that, cause I, I would lose my, my appetite whenever I would take Redland. Like, I've I would heard literally that a lot. Never eat. I, I didn't yeah. eat lunch for like a week straight. Yeah. I've um, heard, I've heard of, I've yeah. had some, uh, parents, um, you know, when I was in youth ministry, some parents that are like, it's really hard because he takes it all week during school, but then he's not eating. So on the weekends we try to take him off, but then he comes to youth group and he's freaking out. <laughs> right. So, yeah. so it was, it was just so hard. Like I had a mom come to me and was like, should I put him back on on Sundays? And I'm like, man, I can't make that call. Like, I understand you don't want him to. Yeah. Like I, I've heard that a lot. Like losing your, have you, have you seen the, this Netflix documentary, take your pills? It's bullshit. Really? Yeah. The whole thing. Most of it. So, uh, you can put this, put this in the show notes. There's a video from, um, oh my gosh, what's it called? Um, oh my gosh, what's the, uh, it's like ADHD. If I think if you type in ADHD on YouTube, I forgot the name of the freaking YouTube channel. Um, it's this redheaded lady who's pretty cute and like really spunky. Um, she, she made a video that perfectly personified exactly what I thought about the, the take the pills. So what, um, did, what, did, what did you, yeah. What did you not like? About, so oh, I haven't finished it. How to, it. how to ADHD? Why I'm upset. How to ADHD. Yes. Yeah. I mean, um, I mean, I felt like this is an ad for a project. Mode. Oh, sorry. I felt like most of the documentary was just focusing. I, I thought it was going to focus a lot on ADHD. It, it seemed like most of it just focused on the national, trend of or like the history of the drug less than necessarily i I should watch this whole why i'm upset with it but what what didn't you like about the documentary so so to reiterate i haven't finished it yet but uh because i got i got really upset like yeah first off the idea of of um equating meth to uh, Ritalin and or, or medicines like Adderall is completely a false narrative. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, they might chemically kind of do the same thing in your brain, but like the, the medicine does something completely different than yeah. meth does. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they, they had such an opportunity to really talk about the abuse of medicine as opposed to saying like, this medicine, like putting, putting people with ADHD on medicine is bad, right? Mm. Like kind of the whole, like, um, I'm trying to come up with a good analogy on the spot. Kind of like how sex isn't bad. 
It's just like how you use it is mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 that's the that's the whole idea of like they miss such an opportunity to talk about how many like I could I could probably be. I probably could have made way more money in college if I actually sold my medicine. Yeah. Like with the amount of times, even in college and high oh, school. Yeah. Oh yeah. The amount of times that they were like, Oh, like, Oh, can you give me some of that, some of that Stratera or some of that medicine? Like yeah. I heard it really helps. So I'm like, get the hell out of my face. Like I actually need this. Well, um, I, well, I think, see, I took it from, and maybe it's just because my own personal view is that like, I think drugs in general in our nation have been so demonized that, yeah. that, um, when I heard them say that, I was like, well, yeah, like like people, people, you know, like they were talking about how the narrative, like people in America think meth is so bad because of all of the propaganda. And, and let's just say, people who are addicted to meth, that is bad. But but I oh, guess yeah, I guess true. what I'm what I'm saying is that there's there is such a strong stigma against it that the idea that there would be a similar drug that you would give your kid, like most people are stupid and they don't read, they don't read, they don't know. They don't know that a drug can be similar and 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 not be the same. Like they don't. So so I that's that's kind of what I. But I have a tendency to just 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 uh, give the benefit of the doubt to most people and believe the best. Believe the best. So I'm not I'm not the best critic. I'm finding out. But anyway, sorry. Keep going. Well, I was gonna say, and as somebody who literally lived almost exactly what they were critiquing, like they got so many things wrong. Like yeah. so many things, and it, it felt as if it was like a bastardization of of um parents and or people who use medicine specifically this kind of, of type of medicine to essentially function yeah like i i know i would not be the person i was today if i never took medicine like, yeah i mean i don't I, take it anymore but like yeah it was it, 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 it definitely felt as if it was some kind of propaganda to um essentially like fear monger people into not caring for medicine with 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 children and people that actually need it i mean I came away from the video wanting to try Adderall. I don't know about you, but like I, I which is exactly what you shouldn't, unless like unless you actually have it. Like unless yeah, you actually yeah, have yeah. Some, yeah, some yeah. Sort of I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I yeah. It was, it was. I was, I was definitely more interested in the whole just like the culture of colleges, college, yeah, colleges using you know college campuses and people you know teens like like using and abusing Adderall than necessarily absolutely. The whole ADHD and that's an actual problem. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and they had they had a, a beautiful opportunity to actually address that in a factual way, mm-hmm. and like, and, and if I'm correct, I have to go back and look at the video because she pointed out something that I noticed too, of like the people that they 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 uh, proposed as experts were complete BS. Mm-hmm. Like, and I have to go back and, I, and I'm I'm talking off the cuff without actually remembering and researching, but um, yeah, I I I remember like looking at that and being like. I've never heard an actual doctor, an actual person that understands ADHD say anything like you just said. Interesting. Like people, and like books that I've read and like well-researched ADHD doctors for like 20 years that like I've just kind of talked to that I've known. Yeah. Uh, like they've never said any of the things that they said. And, I, and I'm once again, not remembering exact examples, but yeah, I remember yeah. feeling, like, feeling like, like, what the hell are you talking about right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so were you feeling like they were explaining away ADHD is not a big deal or were you feeling like they were explaining it as a like a problem or like what what was it what was their perspective or, or how would you better explain what they were what they were saying That's a good question. Um once again only seeing half of it I would have to say that I I feel as if they were more so saying that um medicine as a form of of, of, um, not like cooperation, but as a form of, 
of stability. What's the word I'm looking for, Edmund? A medicine as a form of yoga. Um, of yoga. Um, cream, of, cremation. Uh, cremation. <laughs> You're going the completely wrong direction, Edmund. Uh, um, like medicine as a way to, I guess, cope with ADHD or to like actually better yourself because yeah. of the, the, the disorder in your brain yeah. is bad and wrong. Yeah, yeah. Like essentially they're, they're, and to reduce it down heavily, meth is equal to Ritalin or like meth is equal to ADHD medicine. And mm -hmm. it's like, no, yeah. no. Yeah. Yeah. Some people got to take stuff. I mean, I, yeah, I'm one of them. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, uh, I got in, we were discussing this a little bit because I guess I have, I'm still trying to work this out in my head, but, uh, my coworker kind of challenged me when I said, yeah, but this is something natural that you can take. And she, and she was like, well, what, like, what's the difference between a synthetic or a natural thing? Like there are things that are natural that are poisonous. How come What's natural? What? You said this is a natural thing you can take. What do you oh, mean? Oh, I was talking about, um, I'm really big on lion's mane. It's a mushroom for like, uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. cognitive, you're, you know, like coffee, right? Yeah. Like focus and concentration. And I use just, it as like a coffee substitute. Shrooms all around. Yeah. I'm getting really into shrooms. Like I ordered some of that reishi stuff, uh, for like calm <laughs> and, uh, I've tried some cordyceps, cordyceps for like, uh, <laughs> for like, uh, like body recovery type stuff. Like, um, but anyways, I was like, well, but you know, this is just like a natural, I've tried synthetic, um, they're called nootropics. Like I've tried before some of the synthetic ones, like, um, what is the, oh my gosh, now I'm forgetting the names, but there are synthetic ones that are made in labs. And I was like, but you know, this mushroom stuff is like totally healthy for you. It's natural. It's just a plant. Like I'm not as scared about taking that than I am some weird synthetic chemical that a scientist makes up and we have no clue what it does. And my coworker was like, well, you have no clue what the mushroom does. Like. It, like there aren't a ton of studies on what that mushroom is going to do in your body. And I was like, okay, well, interesting point. I'm still trying to work through this whole natural versus synthetic thing, but, but, but it, I guess, uh, you know, the brain is so weird. And if, if, uh, if you take something and you feel better, <laughs> like, <laughs> like as long as you're not hyper addicted to it or there's serious side effects, I feel like, um, there's a sense of prudence in that to be, uh, I used to be this way. I used to, I used to actually literally think, that people that drank coffee or smoked cigarettes were just somehow inferior and weak. Oh wow! Yeah, isn't that weird? Like, and and no one ever told me that. It just was this oh, you're like a jerk. I know I'm a huge jerk. I I somehow <laughs> felt like because both of my parents never drank alcohol, never drank coffee, never smoked cigarettes, and somehow it just felt like like oh why do you need oh you need caffeine like to be normal like you need this stuff you know and it's like yeah man like as someone who's had periods of my life where I felt not okay. And, and even just like eating breakfast in some ways you're, 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 you're augmenting your brain. You're, you're messing with your brain chemistry, right? Like, yeah. Um, now granted you could have an argument about like how intense is the, uh, is the, um, what did you call it? Like, like your, um, oh my gosh, what's the word I'm looking for, Dan? The, uh... Intervention. How intense is the intervention, right? Like if you feel like, if you say, yeah, you know, my brain, I just need to, I just need to smoke meth in order to feel normal. Right. Like that's, yeah. that's different than saying I'm taking a low dose of this, of this, um, of this chemical that is, that my brain actually has a chance has of a being normal. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you think about weed? Oh man. We'll, we'll see you guys next time on the show. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Um, uh man, am I ready you to don't talk? Have to get into that if you don't want to. Okay, I'll like let's just wade into it because we have been going for an hour. What um 
I I am I'll just be honest and I and if there are people man I'm see this is the thing like a lot of people in my life are really challenging me that sometimes well as filtered as I can be sometimes like people like as unfiltered as I can be there are people in my life that are like here let's do this do people from your job listen to this oh I don't know but everyone from everywhere listens to everything so um I don't think I don't think it I don't think I will say anything that's going to get me fired for sure. I mean, I, okay. I don't, I, and again, as someone who loves the catechism, I'm not sure oh. that there's, I'm not sure that there is a um, explicit, now I'm going to want to search it, but I'm not sure that there's an explicit, <laughs> um, an explicit teaching that necessarily calls out weed, but um, yeah. I think there is one that talks about drugs or is it drugs? Oh yeah, here it is. Uh, the dig okay the use of drugs inflicts very grave damage on human health and life their use except on strictly therapeutic grounds is grave is a grave offense clandestine production of and trafficking in drugs are scandalous practices they constitute direct cooperation with evil since they encourage people to practice gravely contrary to the moral law so this is the passage that comes up whenever the topic of weed comes up um but i think and and I know that this is going to sound like a cop out, but I feel like this is a little bit of a vague, right? Because the use of drugs, except on strictly therapeutic grounds, yeah. ca- ca- caffeine is a drug. Ca- caffeine is a drug that people don't just use therapeutically, right? Like, um, so so I think I think there needs to be a little more, uh, um. I think I think for someone to just quote Catechism paragraph twenty two ninety one, um, I think someone has to. So I have a hard time. I used to argue very strongly against the use of weed, and um, I just I increasingly am having a hard time um, being able to parse in my head the difference between weed and alcohol, or weed and caffeine, or weed any of these things, like any any of any, anything that. Anything that alters your mood uh, because you ingest it, right? Yeah. So what? What? What about you? What do you? What's your? Uh, what's your you know, official? What's your official? <laughs> 2018 Daniel Glaze stance on this. So I get the idea of people like equating alcohol to weed, mm-hmm. and I also get the idea of or weed cigarettes, being- right? Or cigarettes, like I. Like I'm having, I always have a hard time. Yeah, cigarettes and weed. I mean, like I would say that that weed definitely does something completely different to your body than than cigarettes do. Now I'm not saying that that like cigarettes, I'm not saying that cigarettes doesn't do something to your body. I'm yeah. just saying that that weed in my from what I've learned, being almost I think every year in college I was living with a pothead. I think okay. every year in in college, I did that. Yeah, and in my opinion, I think that this is going to sound so bad, but, um, I've always viewed weed as something immature. Okay. Honestly. Okay. Um, and and I know that's not necessarily objectively true. I don't think everybody who smokes it is immature. I've just, I've, I've seen through my own experience that a lot of the people that I know that smoke weed don't really have a mature life. Yeah. I mean, but I mean, and and I know that's not reflective of everybody. Yeah, and to be fair, weed is an illegal drug in most of the Very country. True. So yeah, I mean, it's gonna absolutely. it 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 um. So then, so then you're not the gonna have you're not gonna have your stand up 
Catholic priest, you know, like, or you're not, you know what I mean? Like, um, so it, well, so does that catechism quote clarify drugs as something that's illegal to take? Because then if it becomes legal, then does that clarify and classify under what the catechism says? I don't know. See, I think in, I think, uh, I'm actually asking you to answer. I just more so like, yeah, I think, I think it would be interesting to go and find, you know, the Latin typical edition and like what, what the word drugs is being used for, because I mean, in America, in English, we use, we can use the word drugs for Adderall drugs for Tylenol. So it says the use of drugs inflicts very grave damage on human health and life. So if you wanted it, like, let's say, okay, so drugs are things that inflict very grave damage on human health and life. I don't know that you could say that. I don't know. I don't know that. I mean, I don't know. That you yeah. Could I say mean, that we'd... to be honest, I have no, I, I will stick with what the church says and let other people figure it out. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> for very sure. Honest. Well, and, and if very we, honest. and to say something and to say like, to be able to, to not sound like we are like promoting yeah. promoting the use exactly. of the use of drugs i will just say this like um for sure you have to be careful with any any outside stimulus that you and i'm finding this through marriage counseling as well like finding this out about myself you have to be careful with any external stimulus that you use to cope with life absolutely and it yeah, could be truth. it could be food drugs sex like any anything i think yeah. is it is especially careful um to be or it's especially important to be very careful about uh cuz you can get and like i know there's the whole argument about how weed is not addictive or whatever i do believe in the idea of something being psychologically addictive in the sense yeah. that like like if you come home and when things get when when you're stressed um ice cream is just your thing and, and, and like every night, whenever you're stressed, you come home and eat ice cream, man, if ice cream's not there, you feel pretty dang addicted to it. You know, yeah. ice cream's not, you know, objectively addicted. So I think, um, you know, St. Ignatius's discernment of spirits and, and, and being discerning of like, what's your intention for using this? What, what is this pattern? Are you using this to avoid something or escape from the world? Um, cause I have smoked cigarettes before and geez, man, th- th- I mean, that is a, that is a mind altering drug as well. Like, like yeah. nicot- nicotine, there's, there are people that, um, take nic or like, will use nicotine patches as a nootropic uh, to like alter your mental, your, your, uh, mental state. Right. Like, so, so nicotine is also, a uh, a mind, you know, what will be really interesting. And I've, I've talked to my wife about this before is what happens if weed just becomes completely legal across the entire nation. Like, yeah, that would be an interesting thing. And it feels like it's coming, but that would be a really, I mean, there isn't, yeah, that would be just very, very interesting to watch uh, Catholic Twitter kind of figure that out. Catholic Twitter. What do you mean by Catholic Twitter? Do they have to have their own app to be on Catholic Twitter? Yeah, it's an app. Yeah, you have to, you have to, uh, so I actually don't buy iPhones because I found out that someone who works for Apple uh, supports terrorism. And so I don't, I actually have boycotted Apple. Um, I actually don't say the word phone because it is oh, racially insensitive. Yeah, that's really good. Fight the patriarchy. So yes. um, I actually am going to have to boycott the internet because I found out there are some people on the internet. Did you know this? Google did not doodle Easter, Dan. I don't know if you yes. listen to my podcast. 
And my official stance is I really don't give a shit. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Fox News says Christians are outraged. Google didn't doodle their holiday. Like people are getting their heads chopped off for being Christian in other countries. Like, are we really outraged that yeah, Google? What if Google use that image to talk yeah. about Christianity? Oh, gosh. Anyways, well, thanks, Dan, for getting me to talk about. Thanks for thanks, we're gonna end it. <laughs> thanks for getting me to really like wade out into mental health, Man. drugs, and yeah, and <laughs> weed. Catholic media to weed. Yeah. You really, you really got intense there, Edmund. What's your stance on weed? Because you're talking about like natural things and like all of the things that you said were many of things that I've heard from teens and yeah. from from friends that I'm, knew that I was Catholic. Like, well, you know, God gave it to us as a plan. Yeah, I'm going down a dark path, Dan. So you're <laughs> so you're so you're against. So you are for you're officially against. Against what? The internet? Weed. Yeah, and the internet. I mean, if I had to pick a side, yeah, I mean, I'm against weed. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I've never. I don't know that this might be. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm just against it. I mean, I'm not like hella passionate about it. What What about cigarettes? I used to smoke cigarettes too, but only when I got drunk. Yeah. Um, so, I like I would socially drink and then, but like, are you against weed in the same way that you're against cigarettes? That's a good question. I don't know. Yeah. That's hard, man. I, I that's hard, man. I, I don't, um, now I just want to make any parents that are listening to this, <laughs> and you know, like I've been a youth. If any high schooler comes up to me and asks me about weed, I make sure to be very like strong about. Look, it's illegal. Like it's a drug. Yeah. Like it. Like don't don't even go there. Like yeah. Like don't. Um, Stop trying to find the loopholes. Yes, but I'm trying to be. I'm trying to be. Uh, trying to be honest and real on this podcast and not hide behind things. In that, I'm just saying that personally, I'm having a harder and harder time figuring out how the Catholic church, uh, you know, makes that argument because arguments I hear, I mean, I'm the type of person that, um, if I want to be like, for instance, when my wife wanted to, uh, when we wanted to have our babies at home, midwifery, right. We want to have a midwife. I argue with my wife like crazy about it because I did, yeah. I did want to do it deep down. I wanted to do it, but I wanted to make sure that I, that like the, if I wasn't going to do it on some, on some, crappy argument like i had to have a good argument you know what i mean and if i'm gonna if i'm gonna straight up tell someone that something's wrong like like if i'm hearing people on my side with bad arguments i think it's i think it's our right to call them out right like if i hear if i if i hear christians arguing for god's existence with crappy arguments it's like no like we got to call that out that's not a good argument right so so i i'm just i'm increasingly i have not i haven't heard as solid of an argument. I mean, and granted, I'm not like, I'm not like Googling this stuff, like going out of my way to try to figure this stuff out, but anyways. yeah. Anyways. Okay. So are we going to end it here? Yeah, I guess so. Jeez, <laughs> well, cause I, I wanted to know, like, what's your opinion on Catholic YouTube? Oh, what's my opinion on Catholic? Um, so what do you mean by Catholic YouTube? Is that like a different, is that Catholic YouTube.com we're talking about? <laughs> what is your opinion on the vast majority of creators who make Catholic content or are Catholic themselves? Um, I think good for you. Do whatever makes you happy on YouTube. That's great. I think, um, I think, uh, you know, I'll start putting on my Gary V hat and just saying like, why aren't more people doing it? Why aren't the people who you would expect to be doing it, doing it really well? Like why, why aren't some of these big, bigger Catholic people, um, you know, putting their voice out there. Um, I think, 
again, I would agree with you that, um, you know, don't just slap Catholic on it. Um, and make something crappy, like make it good. Yeah. Make it really good. Um, so yeah, I think that would be, I think those are my, I, I do think there's a place for it and there should be it. I mean, it, it should be there and I'm glad it's there. I'm, I'm excited to see, to see the quality of it just keep going up. And, uh, yeah, don't just, yeah, but just don't, don't just slap Catholic, like Catholic graphic designers and then just, and just be crappy, you know? Yeah. But what is, what is your, obviously that was very strategic, obviously you're for it. I'm for it, but I'm also very tired of crappy channels. Yeah. I know that sounds bad and it's pretty judgmental of me, but that's really, that's what I'm hoping that I know it might be a little bit, um, what's the word? A little bit, um, not, not selfish of me, but what's the word? A little bit, um, like, what, what am I trying to say, Edmund? What am I? I don't know my words today. Uh, incarceration. It might be a little bit incarceration for me yeah. to uh, <laughs> think that I can actually like single handedly help by offering my services because yeah. we're not big at all. But uh, I'm really hoping that I can I can start helping. Um, I think uh, you should. Yeah. I, well, here's the thing is like if you want to make a crappy YouTube channel where you're just talking about your dog and, and, and like uh, game of Thrones or something. And you're like, the count, that's fine. What, what I think the problem is, is that there aren't enough high quality YouTube, like, like, gosh, guys get out there and do it. You know what I mean? Like some of those people, yeah. some of these people need to just get on there and start doing it really well. And, uh, or putting some, some time and energy, energy into it or some money into it. And, um, so it, you know, if you want to, if you want to be on YouTube and be the Catholic uh, grocery shopper, like that's fine. And just do, you know, like really crappy little, you know, flip phone uh, camera, you know, videos of it. That's fine. But uh, I really think, um, I really think we need to get those people on there doing, doing some better quality stuff so that it's yeah, not only, I agree. it's not only crappy stuff. We'll be back. Uh, this is <laughs> Daniel Glaze and, <laughs> Um, <laughs> thanks, man. This was fun. And I, I wish you all the best, man. I, I'm, I'm, Thank you. I'm gonna be excited to watch the, uh, the hot glazy donut shop, uh, dot com. Uh, don't go to that website. Um, yeah, because I'm going to get some hot. Glaze. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Thanks for being on Dan. Thanks for being a super fan of the podcast and Absolutely. Uh, anything else you want to plug or anything, any other links I should throw in here? Yeah. So, uh, definitely put in our Patreon page, patreon.com slash that cat, the couple, because when we're taking this break soon, obviously put in youtube.com slash Catholic couple, Catholic Catholic couple. Yeah. I already did uh, that. And y'all should all go subscribe, but we're going to be putting up some, some, some really cool behind the scenes stuff on our Patreon page about where we're going to be taking this, this business and this yeah. brand and all that stuff. So guys, you should support, support us. You should support them on Patreon just so you can see how fit Dan can get on this whole, like yeah. let, let, let's do whole 360. help Dan we, buy broccoli by supporting yes. him on Patreon. Broccolini. That's where yeah. it's at. The new tagline for your Patreon page, help Dan buy broccolini done i love it okay well thanks man thanks for being on the show and um this will this will go live next tuesday absolutely all right oh so are you done recording yeah sure <laughs>